Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All the air raid sirens are going off. The air raid sirens are going off in Washington, D.C. You know, I haven't uh, haven't seen any official news reports on this. So far, I'm just seeing uh, a few liberals uh, complaining about it. I think Adam Schiff was complaining about it on Twitter. There's a few other liberals that are they're freaking out. I mean, they're about to go uh, nuclear uh, over this deal. So apparently... Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has released uh, more of the video footage from January 6th. Uh, you remember January 6th that the uh, the media uh, never stops talking about, but yet they don't want to have more uh, actual video footage come to light. Why don't they want to release all the footage? What are they hiding I mean, they, they they want to talk about January 6th all day long, every week, and yet they still don't want you to see all of the video footage and the evidence here. Well, why not? Uh, anyway, uh, uh, John Jackson uh, shared this uh, via Twitter, uh, let's see, uh, thank you, uh, yeah, about eight hours ago. There it is. There's something on these tapes they don't want you to see. Anything they call misinformation and linked to Putin, that's a bullseye. Uh, so, yeah, apparently the, uh, the Representative Benny uh, Thompson, he's a, a Democrat out of Mississippi. He's the ranking member of the Committee on Homeland Security and former chairman of the Select Committee to investigate the January 6th attacks. From that's the wording from his press release here, from the uh, the the Democrat on the uh, Homeland Security uh, Committee, uh, who probably hasn't doing been a damn been doing a damn thing to secure our our actual homeland to secure our southern border, but is so concerned now that there's going to be video footage released from January sixth. He's complaining uh, based on news reports that indicate that Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has given uh, Fox News host Tucker Carlson access to thousands of hours of sensitive U.S. Capitol surveillance footage from the January uh, 6th, uh, uh, you know, uh, protests in the Capitol. Anyway, this, this isn't this just very, very telling that Democrats like like Benny Thompson, Democrats like Adam Schiff, they are outraged right now. Absolutely outraged. Uh, they're 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 invoking Putin. They're invoking the term misinformation. These these guys are the purveyors of misinformation, and they're and they're protesting so loudly about the release of footage. What are they hiding? What I, I, I suspect that we may soon know what exactly they have have been hiding. Uh, but yeah, I haven't seen any big news reports on this yet. Uh, checked a whole bunch of different sources. Uh, let me I, I scanned Politico's playbook this morning. I don't think they had anything about this. So it was just a, just a few things. Um, initial uh, Initial smoke signals that we're seeing on Twitter here, but Democrats are are freaking out already uh, because uh, apparently they don't want some of this evidence to come out. Speaking of the air raid sirens, you know, when Joe Biden was in Kiev, there wasn't a bomb headed that way at all. They they faked the air raid sirens just to make him look tough. No joke. Here is your Montana news. 
A man holding his wife hostage at the Clinton Market was killed by Missoula County deputies. Q2 reports that the incident started just after 11 on Saturday with a call of the hostage situation at the store. A sheriff's office press release explained that the situation had escalated to where the deputies were compelled to use lethal force. The Montana Division of Criminal Investigation is overseeing the investigation. A fundraiser for a Montana Highway Patrol trooper has raised nearly three times its goal. Last week, Trooper Lewis Johnson was struck by a suspect's car near Eureka. His injuries included spinal trauma, broken arm, leg, and ribs, head injury, a damaged liver, and punctured lung. A GoFundMe account was set up with a goal of 50000 and is currently over 140000 Details can be found in Michael... The first sign and get treatment immediately. Time counts. Learn more at montanastroke.org. A message from Montana DPHHS. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Ah, yes. Okay, there is a little blurb here in Politico's playbook this morning. A headline from yesterday caught our eye. Axios's Mike Allen reported that the California Republican Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, has given Tucker Carlson and his team 41,000 hours worth of surveillance footage uh, from the Capitol siege, as they're calling it, on January 6, 2021. Most discussion spurred by this news has centered around how unusual it is. In the past, McCarthy has vowed that House Republicans would investigate the work of the January 6th committee. Uh, CNN writes that by handing this trove to Carlson, McCarthy has effectively outsourced that work and that he didn't even consult his fellow GOP leaders before giving Carlson the footage. This is so reminiscent of the scandal involving our liberal Montana Supreme Court and the judiciary here in Montana. So... What is their job, these so-called journalists? Now, and, and again, I, I went to journalism school. You know, we end up breaking a lot of news here on this show. But at the end of the day, I do commentary. This is a talk show. People want to hear your opinions, and then they want to agree with your opinions, or they want to disagree with your opinions. Now, we, we end up breaking a lot of news in the process, but but we don't pretend to be the morning news and the nightly news. That's why we have news breaks. Now, there's many in the news that pretend to be doing the news, but really they're doing liberal commentary. Here's here's the thing, though, is number one, one of the, the biggest priorities for any so-called journalist out there should be demanding access to government records, freedom of information, freedom. In fact, we had like a uh, freedom of information hotline. Do we still have the freedom of information hotline here in Montana? Well, I tell you what, when when Republicans are in power, the Democrats sure love to use freedom of information to 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 try to find anything they can to to try to uh, dredge up any dirt they can on Republicans to try to make Republicans look bad while they're in charge of the government. But but when Democrats control an arm of government, oh, no, no, no. See, you should not be demanding access to this information. See, uh, Democrats and their backers in the liberal mob media will will file FOIA requests all day long and demand access to information when it comes to a Republican governor or a Republican legislature. But when it comes to a Democrat Supreme Court, a liberal mob Supreme Court here in Montana, oh, no, 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 they they are above the law. The rules do not apply to them. You know, it, it's, it's funny here. So look, at, at the end of the day, I mean, even take, take Billings, Montana, for example. 
You know, we've seen where the TV stations will team up with the newspaper and, oh, boy, they'll, they'll, they'll spend money to file lawsuits to go after the police department. But they won't spend money to file lawsuits to go after the liberal Supreme Court or the liberal judges, right? Despite this massive crime wave that we're seeing. And, and this reminds me, you remember when this, uh, when this controversy broke about how the liberal mob majority on the Montana Supreme Court was basically behind the scenes uh, colluding with, other, with others in, that are underneath them in the judicial system here in Montana to try to get people to, to lobby against uh, judicial accountability measures and judicial reform measures in the Montana legislature. They were abusing their positions of power to collude and try to intimidate uh, district judges underneath uh, underneath uh, the Montana Supreme Court in, in order to basically protect themselves from being held accountable. And uh, and somebody got a hold of their emails and I did what they train you to do in journalism school. I published that public information on our Montana Talks website. Oh boy, did the liberals freak out. And I didn't and, and how come nobody else in the media published those emails as well? You you know damn well if those were if those were Republican emails, oh they'd be all over it. Oh they'd you know they'd be demanding resignations. But but no, instead, they, they, they criticized the publishing of these, uh, these Montana Supreme Court emails. And then here you go. Here's, here's CNN criticizing the sharing of public information about a, a topic that they love to talk about, but they never truly investigate. CNN is, is whining that Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy has given 41,000 hours of surveillance footage to Tucker Carlson's crew. Hey, CNN, maybe if you did your job, you'd, you'd ask for the same information so that you can also look through it. That's your, isn't that your job? Oh, oh no, but in, instead, you're, you're just running with the hand-picked fake news storyline that Adam Schiff... And the Democrats feed your way because you you are are nothing more than the mouthpiece for the Democrat Party. You're not a news outlet. You're not real journalists. You're a mouthpiece and a propaganda outlet for the radical left in America. Blatantly obvious. Oh, uh, before we uh, before we get to our next break here. Yeah. Speaking of propaganda. So when Joe Biden was in uh, Ukraine uh, yesterday or was it late Sunday, they literally faked. The air raid sirens. Listen to this report from a from a CNN reporter who committed a rare case of uh, journalism here. Um, I've been here for the past five days. I have not heard any explosions. I have not heard any air sirens until about half an hour ago, right when uh, President Biden was in the center of Kiev, as, as Clarissa was was just mentioning. Mm, oh, so so they wanted to make it look like Joe Biden did this risky trip to uh, Ukraine. Meanwhile, everybody back in America is saying, why in the world is he not showing up in East Palestine, Ohio, to show support for Americans in the midst of this environmental disaster going on in East Palestine, Ohio? No, no, no. Uh, He's in Ukraine trying to look tough, trying to make it look like he undertook this very, very risky trip. Like I said yesterday, Vladimir Putin... Uh, has no desire to see Joe Biden out of the water about Creon for EPI. And visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. 
Good morning, everybody. It's time for your Daybreak Egg Report. I'm Russell Nimitz, and thanks for being with us here on the Western Egg Network. Well, weather is a big story this week as cold temperatures and snow are expected across a big chunk of our region. And with more on what we can expect, here's day weather meteorologist Don Day from Cheyenne, Wyoming. A big collision between an Arctic cold front dropping south out of Canada and a moist storm coming off the west coast will result in widespread snows and bitter cold conditions across a large part of the central and northern Rockies, parts of the Pacific Northwest, Great Basin states, and across the northern plains. Moderate to heavy snow will be breaking out throughout the course of the day Tuesday across Montana, North and South Dakota, spreading south into Wyoming and northern Nebraska late in the day. And then by sometime early Wednesday, the Arctic air and snow will be reaching into portions of Colorado. Hardest hit areas will be Montana, Wyoming, the Dakotas, and northern and western Nebraska. Those locations will see 6 to 12 inches of snow on the plains, 1 to 3 feet of snow in the mountain areas, and extremely cold temperatures and wind chills. Many areas will be single digits throughout the course of the day Wednesday. Temperatures Wednesday night will be 5 to 20 degrees below zero with wind chills in excess of 30 degrees below zero. Most of the snow will be clearing the area by Thursday, but winds will pick up, causing problems with blowing and drifting snow as we head into Friday and the weekend. All right, thanks a lot, Don. And all the more reason to keep your radio dial tuned right here for all the latest weather and, of course, egg news and market information. Stay with us. We'll have more right after this. Unfortunately, identity theft has become a real concern in today's world. However, the Montana Farm Bureau can help. As a Farm Bureau member, if you ever suspect you could have an identity theft issue, you now have available identity theft consultation to assist in answering your questions and getting you started on the road to recovery. A licensed case manager will work on your behalf by providing assistance to reestablish the integrity of your personal identity. To find out more about this and all of Montana Farm Bureau's benefits, visit mfbf.org. Sale season's here again, and there are a lot of black-hided Angus bulls on the market. But not all of them are registered. Why take the risk? Don't gamble on unproven genetics. Invest wisely with registered, powered by Angus bulls. Backed by the power of the American Angus Association and 80 million data points, registered Angus bulls give you the confidence in your buying decisions. Don't buy an imposter. Look for the registration number. Buy the power. Buy registered Angus bulls. Well, livestock producers are encouraged to get to know their local veterinarian even better and establish that veterinarian-client-patient relationship if they expect to treat their livestock in the future. That's because all over-the-counter livestock antibiotics will soon require a prescription. The big change will happen on June 11th when these medically important antimicrobial drugs will require veterinary oversight. And finally this morning, you know, rural wireless service is emerging as a growth opportunity for national wireless operators and network expansion in rural areas is rising as a result. According to a new report from CoBank's Knowledge Exchange, the wireless companies like AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon's focus on rural markets is creating an opportunity for rural telecommunication operators to enter this lucrative wireless tower business. And with $42.5 billion in broadband grant money available, it says the financial path for rural operators to build wireless towers could be less steep. For the Western Egg Network, 
I'm Russell Nemitz. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, a lot of different topics that we can cover here this morning. Of course, it is Tuesday. John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, will be with us uh, later on in the 8 o'clock hour. I I think I I should see if he wants to stick around for the 9 o'clock hour today, too, as well. That 8 o'clock hour just flies by so quickly. Uh, We should keep keep him around for the 9 o'clock hour. Plus, it's kind of fun because uh, that's when we're on the air and Glendive, Malta, Wolf Point, Scobie, Plentywood, Missoula, you name it. And uh, so so always fun to uh, uh, to banter back and forth. Plus, we can still mix in phone calls from across the state as well. I, I was talking about the, the phony air raid sirens uh, that they used that they timed just so perfectly for the photo op with uh, Joe Biden and, and Zelensky in Ukraine the other day. Uh, they timed it because they wanted to create this fake narrative that somehow Joe Biden was at great risk. Joe Biden's not at risk. You know who's at risk? Uh, our country. Our country is at risk of being drawn into World War III, into a potential nuclear war at the way Joe Biden and his foreign policy team have absolutely mishandled this situation since day one. Not even since day one, since before he was even president, when when uh, when Obama was president and Joe Biden was vice president. They were so weak then, given blankets and MREs, and then Donald Trump comes in, provides actual lethal aid. Uh, to try to prevent an invasion. And then, of course, the weak Biden administration comes back in. They have the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, in fact, it was uh, Senator Steve Daines yesterday. One of the topics we could cover here is uh, yesterday at the Montana legislature, uh, they had uh, speeches from uh, every member of our uh, U.S. congressional delegation. So both Montana Senator Steve Daines, Liberal Senator John Tester, and then both uh, Montana Congressman Ryan Zinke and Congressman Matt Rosendale, all four of them spoke yesterday at the Capitol. And and Senator Steve Daines, uh, I shared this story from RealClearPolitics.com. They're referring to it as a President's Day rebuke. Daines, the chairman of the National Republican Senatorial Committee, blasts Biden for empowering America's enemies that 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 is the is the best way to sum up the 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 failed foreign policy of this administration of secretary blinken of of uh, joe biden they are empowering america's enemies now the big story today is oh is china going to jump in and help russia china's already been helping russia how how gullible do some of these folks in the media have to you know have to be or at least think that we are oh china may may step in and provide aid what do you think china's been doing for the past uh, for the past 2 3 years not only that but you know there was a i forget where i heard this report but you know vladimir putin uh, is giving a speech on the anniversary of the invasion of ukraine as well and they were they were pointing out how yeah you know russia's economy isn't hurting the like they thought it was going to be hurting. Well, of course it hasn't been hurting because what did what did Joe Biden do? He boosted oil prices when he shut down American production and North American energy production, when he shut down the Keystone Pipeline and shut down additional drilling on federal lands here in America. He propped up Putin and Russia's economy. Fox News, and I'm Chris Foster. 
President Biden's in Poland a day after his surprise stop in Ukraine. NATO has advanced eastwards in recent years, and it's those eastern flank allies led by Polish President Andrzej Duda, who President Joe Biden is meeting today. We're expecting a speech by President Biden designed to resonate with U.S. allies and further rally support behind Ukraine. Fox's Jonathan Savage. There's a special election today in Virginia to fill House Democrat Don McEachin's seat. He died in November. Democratic State Senator Jennifer McClellan would be Virginia's first black woman in Congress. People are just ready to make history. Pastor and Navy veteran Leon Benjamin is the Republican. They should see freedom. They should see unity. They should see faith. A Benjamin win would expand a narrow GOP House majority by one seat. Fox is Grinnell Scott. This is Virginia's fourth congressional district, including Richmond. America's listening to Fox News. All right. Yes, yeah, so Senator Steve Daines blasted the Biden administration uh, during a speech at the jo- a joint uh, session of the state legislature uh, yesterday on President's Day. This is uh, as Joe Biden, as you just heard, is still on his European tour. Meanwhile, uh, look at all of these problems back here at home. In fact, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, you know, he's been focused on the real issues he was out. He was out there. You probably heard some of the news reports. He was talking in support of of why we need to support our law enforcement. He's, he's been in New York City. He's been in Chicago, but he also weighed in on on the fact that here you've got Joe Biden ignoring uh, the, the good people of East Palestine, Ohio, with this environmental disaster following that train derailment that took place there. In fact, uh, before I get to what Florida Governor Ron DeSantis had to say here. The mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, Trent Conway, was on Jesse Waters' program last night on Fox News and had this to say about Joe Biden visiting a foreign country while people back home are hurting. That was the biggest slap in the face that tells you right now he doesn't care about us. So uh, he can send every agency he wants to, but uh, I found that out this morning in one of the briefings that he was in the Ukraine giving millions of dollars away to people over there and not to us. And. I'm furious. On so, President's Day in our yeah, country. Yeah, President's Day in our country. He's he's uh, over in Ukraine, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. Yeah, the biggest slap in the face. That's how the mayor of East Palestine, Ohio, is referring to it. Here's what uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis had to say during a live interview on Fox & Friends. I'm reminded of uh, when he was vice president. Obama and Biden uh, opposed providing lethal aid to Ukraine during those years. Uh, and then I'm also reminded that I don't think any of this would have happened but for the weakness that the president showed during his first year in office, culminating, of course, in the disastrous withdrawal in Afghanistan. So I think while he's over there, I think I and many Americans are thinking to ourselves, okay, he's very concerned about those borders halfway around the world. He's not done anything to secure our own border here at home. We've had millions and millions of people pour in, tens of thousands of Americans dead because of fentanyl. And then, of course, we just suffered a national humiliation of having China fly a spy balloon clear across the continental United States. So we have a lot of problems accumulating here in our own country that that he is neglecting. We've seen incoherence from this administration, no defined policy on Ukraine, no defined objective of what winning, you know, looks like I think a lot of Americans are, are asking, you know, how much more money, how much more time, how much more human suffering? Well, they have effectively a blank check policy with no clear strategic objective identified. 
and um, these things can can escalate. And I don't think it's in our interest to be getting into proxy war with China getting involved uh, over things like the borderlands or, or over Crimea. So I think it would behoove them to identify what is the strategic objective that they're trying to to achieve. Uh, but just saying it's an open ended blank check uh, that is not acceptable. All right, that was uh, from Fox and Friends, uh, FoxNews.com for that story. The Federalist.com also uh, has a piece about DeSantis and the blank check as well. Back right after this. Serving the great state of Montana from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, 406-294-0970 is the number for you if you want to jump in on the conversation here. Uh, yeah, a number of different topics that Florida Governor uh, Ron DeSantis just raised in that uh, clip that we aired from Fox and Friends just before the break. Uh, by the way, I, I did get a, uh, a message from uh, one of our great listeners all the way out in Florida, uh, Captain Bruce, uh, one of our great uh, Navy veteran uh, friends and listeners uh he says go ron go uh yeah ron DeSantis is uh he was showing the real leadership on president's day while the the other president was was mia uh ron DeSantis was showing real uh president's day leadership yesterday uh, on a number of fronts uh talking about law enforcement talking about our southern border uh, and the need to secure our border here uh, in here in 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 America, uh, here in the United States. Let me see. I've got a, a few different sound bites put together here. Uh, let's see. Uh, here's the Fox News report that was just kind of summing up uh, Florida Governor Ron De- DeSantis's uh, tour of these high crime cities across America. Governor DeSantis making stops in three different cities right on President's Day. Now he made visits to New York and to the suburbs of Philadelphia and Chicago, all cities with Democratic mayors that have experienced a rise in violence and crime in the last few years. While in New York on Staten Island, DeSantis DeSantis criticized the state's controversial bail reform law and invited NYPD cops to consider transferring to the Sunshine State. That speech prompted this tweet from New York Mayor Eric Adams, who said, quote, Welcome to New York City, Ron DeSantis, a place where we don't ban books, discriminate against our LGBTQ plus neighbors, use asylum seekers as props, or let the government stand between a woman and health care. Yeah, now that sarcastic welcome from New York City Mayor uh, Eric Adams. And and New York City has turned into absolute trash under these Democrat mayors, of course, here. Uh, So, yeah, apparently uh, apparently, uh, this this, uh, uh, mayor of New York City just absolutely got trashed himself after this sarcastic response on Twitter. As the Daily Wire uh, reports, 
his city saw major crimes increase by 22% in 2022 compared to 2021. And, and I'll bet you there was a big increase in 2021 compared to 2020 and a big increase in 2020 compared to 2019. Uh, got a blistering backlash on Twitter where many commenter, commentators uh, noted the exodus from the Big Apple often ends in Florida. Uh, Ryan James Gerdusky on uh, Twitter says, Welcome to New York City, where residents eventually flee to Florida. And it's not just for the early bird special there, Jerry, uh, by the way. Uh, and uh, anyway, a, f- a few other folks jumped in and, and said, Hey, uh, Mayor Adams, you should probably take, be taking some notes uh, from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis if you actually want to fix your city. That was something Jason Rantz, KTTH Radio out of Seattle, had to say. You should probably be the one taking notes. Uh, by the way, what are some of uh, what are some of the sexually explicit books that Florida is working to remove from public schools for kids? You know, isn't it just these liberals when they talk about, uh, oh, you guys just want to ban books? Uh, okay, first off, you leftists are the one that want to take classic novels off the shelves. They want to remove classic novels like To Kill a Mockingbird from the bookshelves. But see, that's not book banning. Now, now they, though, they want to have child pornography on, on the shelves. And if you try to remove child pornography from the bookshelves, boy, I tell you what, oh, they'll, they'll call you a fascist. They'll call you a book banner. Uh, let's see. Removing classic novels from bookshelves. Banning Dr. Seuss. Trying to get rid of To Kill a Mockingbird. They, they will support those uh, actual real-world book bans. But then if you try to protect kids from child pornography in a public school, they'll call you a book banner. I know. It's, uh, you know, it's this strange upside-down world that, that we're still living in here in, uh, in, in John Tester and Joe Biden's uh, America from Washington, D.C. Okay, so uh, let's see. Florida public school districts have removed over 100 books for containing content that is pornographic, violent, or not age-appropriate. This is from the dailycaller.com. The books included, This Book is Gay, Gender Queer, Let's Talk About It, and It's Perfectly Normal, all of which include graphic references to sex. Florida law requires librarians and media specialists to undergo training before selecting material that is age-appropriate, and it has a law prohibiting the distribution of pornographic material to minors. Again, this goes back to a debate that has been taking place in the Montana legislature as well. And, and, and again, I forget who's, who first made this analogy uh, here on this show. It might have been just a caller who called in. It might have been one of the lawmakers that we were talking with. Maybe it was Jeff Lasloffy with the, with the Montana Family Foundation. I don't know. Somebody made the great point that the gas station analogy. You can't walk into a town pump and let kids see some of these types of materials. They at a, a or pick your gas station, Cenex, Conoco. You know, you pick your gas station. You can't walk into that ga- holiday. You can't walk into that gas station and ki- with with kids able to view this type of material. But you can walk into a public school and they can view the material. And the very same radical leftists who will want to ban actual classic novels 
like To Kill a Mockingbird will defend the placement of pornographic materials for kids. These people are nuts. These people are deliberately trying to to tear this country apart and transform it into into their radical leftist utopia. It is a train wreck. And by the way, how is it working? How is it working out right now? How, how is the mental health when it comes to kids in America right now? Since these ra- radical leftists have, have have you know been shutting down schools and forcing masks on kids and pushing the the transgender agenda how is that working out here i'm trying to find the article that i know i I printed up here in my stack of stuff here like i say never know what we're really going to talk about here on this show uh, in fact, I, I thought I was going to move on to another topic, but uh, since uh, since Bruce in Florida was was uh, loving what he was hearing from Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, I kept going on on the uh, on the Florida path here, which uh, uh, yeah, which is well deserved because of the great work that is being done by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis here. But uh, yeah, I'm not finding the story in front of me right now, but that's all right because we know what the what the big picture is here. The 30,000-foot level view or the China spy balloon at 55,000-foot level view here. We know what the big picture is, is that the numbers are off the charts right now when it comes to kids who are having suicidal thoughts, when it comes to kids who are in a mental health crisis right now, when it comes to kids who are more and more confused by the day. Now, we know it's social media. We know it's these social media sites. We know it's, uh, you know, too much screen time, right? Uh, but we also know it's the deliberate confusion that the left is trying to put uh, into plant into our kids' minds in some of these public schools, deliberately trying to confuse these kids. And, and, and the more they keep pushing this transgender agenda, the more they keep pushing all this stuff, the worse the numbers keep getting when it comes to mental health in kids. And yet they want to step, they want to put their foot down on the gas pedal even further. I mean, we're talking double-digit increases when it comes to mental health concerns. Here, here we go. The story was right in front of me this whole time. Uh, two Florida moms. Here we go, Florida. Two Florida moms are sounding the alarm on the CDC's disheartening new study that res- that revealed 57 percent of high school girls experience persistent feelings of sadness sadness or hopelessness this is the highest level reported over the past decade that means all uh, that means a majority almost 60% of high school girls experience persistent feelings of sadness or hopelessness this this is this is what is taking place in America. This is what is taking place after school lockdowns and mask mandates. This is what is taking place after they push this radical left-wing agenda. Oh, no, no, no. You you were born in the wrong body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you were born in the wrong body. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. You were born in the wrong body. Uh, we're not going to celebrate you for who you are as a person, for who you are as a young lady, or for who you are as a young man. No, we're, we're going to tell you that, yeah, you were born in the wrong body. You're supposed to be something else. You're, no, you're not supposed to be happy with who you are. And, and the left will tell you that that's the key to happiness for kids these days. As the numbers keep getting worse and worse and worse. The more control they have, the more power they have over the kids, the more sad and hopeless these kids are becoming.
Uh, anyway, uh, that's, uh, that's liberal John Tester and Joe Biden's America for you, and they want more of it. Your morning espresso starts right here. It's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Two-thirds of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. The average American household is paying $10,000 in Biden inflation tax. Gas prices are up 46%. Real wage growth is down. Heating and electric bills now at a 25-year high. Credit card debt is at an all-time record, a 15% jump in the third quarter. That's the highest in over two decades. America's trade deficit, the highest on record. GDP growth is down. Mortgage rates last week were at about 7% for a 30-year fixed. Uh, when he took office, it was only 2.7%. Americans are now paying more taxes than ever. And the question remains, are you better off now than you were two years ago? The Sean Hannity Show, from coast to coast, later today. I want to remind you about something that you wouldn't think could happen, but it can. And it's people can steal your home. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real, and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you but Home Title Lock does. They want to give you an absolutely free, no obligation, uh, verification that your home is still in your name. You register for 30 days of protection for free. Just go to Home Title Lock. Pleasant, South Carolina, 29464. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios. Trusted by the Northwest. Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks. With Aaron Flint. All right. I was going to give you an update. I just uh, confirmed some details here. We do have an update on our Montana Highway Patrol trooper uh, from Eureka, Montana, uh, who was severely uh, injured uh, over the weekend after being deliberately run over uh, by a criminal suspect. Uh, we, we've got some more details on his condition, on his uh, recovery. Uh, but uh, I, w- I would I would read for you the latest update and the latest details that we've got. But I. I can now confirm uh, that Sergeant Jay Nelson, uh, who is the public information officer for the Montana Highway Patrol, he'll be joining us here uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. We just confirmed that, just locked that in. So uh, he'll be able to give us an update uh, firsthand here uh, coming up uh, in the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, In the meantime, uh, let's get our latest legislative update from Jeff Lasloffy with the Montana Family Foundation. Over the past two months, it's been our pleasure to bring you a list of victories as bills that reflect sound government, family values, and a Judeo-Christian ethic continue to advance in the Montana legislature. That said, it's important to remember that victories come in two forms. First, in good bills that pass, but also in the bad bills that are killed. And in this session, plenty of bad bills have been laid to rest. 
Just yesterday, Republicans in the House Judiciary Committee killed the most radical, all-encompassing pro-abortion bill ever to be introduced since Montana became a state. The bill, also known as House Bill 432, was introduced by Representative Lori Bishop of Livingston. If passed, it would have nullified every pro-life bill ever passed by the legislature and would have legalized abortion right up to the moment of birth in certain circumstances. It would also have legalized the particularly heinous practice of partial birth abortion. Another bill killed yesterday would have created a religious exemption for abortion. You heard that right. House Bill 471, introduced by Representative Ed Staffman of Bozeman, would have protected abortion as a religious right of conscience. Bills like these are always couched in terms of being necessary in cases of rape, incest, or the health of the mother. But what they fail to point out is that abortions for these reasons make up less than 2% of all abortions. The main reasons for terminating pregnancies are inconvenient timing for a myriad of reasons and increasingly for sex selection. It's sad, but true. The good news is that these two bills won't be around to contribute to the problem. Another form of victory harkens back to Sun Tzu and the art of war, when he says that the greatest victory is that which requires no battle. In our case, that would be bills that died because they were never introduced. These include bills to add sexual orientation and gender identity as protected classes under Montana human rights law, a bill to require LGBT diversity training, another to require insurance companies to pay for sex change procedures, and another to require state recognition of Montana's LGBT historical figures. What is it with the left's obsession with abortion and deviant sexual behavior? Another pleasant surprise is the fact that for the first time in 12 years, it appears that we will not see a bill to place church-run adolescent treatment programs under state control. Protecting religious freedom is one of our core objectives, and those threats come in many forms, including government intrusion into church-run schools and programs. Two examples would be House Bill 441 and 442. 441 would require private schools who accept students who attend on tax credit scholarships to implement a data collection and reporting system, which in turn reports to the state. And 442 would require those same schools to test students using a standardized test approved by the state. State control of religious schools never results in better education. It just places additional cost on private schools without reimbursement. And while we're on private schools, you'll recall the Espinosa U.S. Supreme Court case that allowed for tax credit scholarships in Montana to pay for a private religious education. Well, we're happy to report that the House Committee on Taxation has killed a bill that would have lowered by 90% the dollars flowing into that program. So as you see, threats to personal liberty, the free exercise of religion, and parental choices and education come in all shapes and sizes, but so do victories, and it's those victories that we're here to celebrate. For the Montana Family Foundation, this is Jeff Lasloffy reminding you that this government is your government, and your input does make a difference. Contact the Montana Family Foundation at 406-628-1141 or on the web at montanafamily.org. All right, Sergeant Jay Nelson from the Montana Highway Patrol. He'll kick off the 7 o'clock hour with us right after this update.